Coming to you from Annapolis, Maryland, home of the U.S. Naval Academy, the sailing capital of the world, home of the world's largest crab feast, and four signers of the Declaration of Independence. This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, a daily roundup of local news that you can use, including local sports, local events, local opinion, and local weather from DMV Weather. Now here's your host, publisher of Eye on Annapolis, John Frenet. Good morning. It is Monday, November 6th. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. There's a lot of work to be done in this investigation. We know that there are 23 found deceased inside the church, uh, two deceased outside the church, and now one of them that was transported that was injured has deceased. At least 26 people were killed Sunday when a gunman wearing an all-black and ballistic vest went on a shooting spree inside and outside a small Baptist church in Sutherland Springs, Texas. The death toll, which increased throughout Sunday, was confirmed by Texas Governor Greg Abbott. The victims at First Baptist Church included a pregnant woman and her children. According to authorities, at least 20 people were wounded. The shooting victims ranged in age from 5 to 72. Of those killed, 23 died inside the building, while two were killed outside the church. Another victim died en route to the local hospital. The suspect was identified by two law enforcement sources who spoke on the condition of anonymity as a 26-year-old white male named Devin P. Kelly. Boy, you go away for a weekend and all hell breaks loose in Annapolis politics. On Friday, the Capitol reported about who was behind the Preserve Annapolis Now PAC, who has been sending controversial mailings to residents across the city, targeting mayoral candidate Gavin Buckley, as well as aldermanic candidate Ellie Tierney in Ward 1. The latest mailing referred to Buckley's ideas as a pig's ass or actually pig's arse in Australian, and Mayor Mike Panalides has condemned these. He said in the Eastport Forum last Wednesday, this is hurting, not helping me. The political action committee behind the flyers was formed by former Republican candidate Doug Burkhart, who had run unsuccessfully several times for Ward 1 Alderman, as well as for District 6 County Council, and is supported financially by County Executive Steve Hsu and House Minority Leader Nick Kipke. Kipke confirmed on Thursday that he contributed thousands of dollars to the PAC at the request of Shu. After learning that Shu, also a Republican, sought support for Preserve Annapolis Now, Mayor Panaliti said he planned to call the county executive and ask him to stop them. Later in the day, Shu did confirm at the Capitol that he was asked to contribute to Preserve Annapolis Now and did so. He did not say how much, nor did he say who asked him. He did tell the Capitol, I support the organization's goal of preserving the city of Annapolis and supporting good candidates. You know, and I've got to give kudos to both Chase Cook and Danielle Ohl from the Capitol for digging this out. Oftentimes, with the way campaign finance reports are written, it's very hard to get to the bottom of who is supplying what to whom. But the campaign's treasurer has a bit of a different story. In a finance report filed with the city at the end of October, the men, Doug Burkhart, who serves as treasurer, and Ronald Sizzes, who is listed as the chairman, said they had an outstanding obligation for $8,000 of unpaid bills and had received no contributions during the reporting period. This is contradictory to Nick Kipke, who said he had donated thousands, and also County Executive Steve Shue, who said he had contributed. In a statement released on Saturday, Burkhart said Steve Shue has yet to contribute to the PAC. In regards to the mailers, Burkhardt said they represent his opinion that Gavin's vision for the city of Annapolis is contrary to our historic traditions, and he defended his use of the word pig's arse 
by saying it's an Australian idiom for the term baloney. Burkhardt said, I thought it was humorous and continue to believe so today. And I'm not sure that any of the flyers are doing any good. I think, as Mayor Panaliti said, they are hurting him. And I think they may have ensured a Democratic sweep of council. The Capitol seems to think so because they have endorsed Gavin Buckley for mayor. In their endorsement, the Capitol said, are you better off than you were four years ago? In Annapolis terms, does Main Street look any different? Is it any easier to apply for a permit or cope with the city's muddled zoning code? Has there been a resolution on the market house, on Crystal Spring? Is the city's fiscal outlook any better after selling off the golf course and letting the recreation center be turned into condominiums? They closed with this. Buckley, like Panelides, will start as a novice in elected office. His administration may be a bumpy ride at times, but the smoothness of the ride is less important than where you are going. And Panelides' biggest failing is that the only destination he appears to have in mind looks a lot like where Annapolis is right now. Buckley is the one looking ahead to change things the city will need in order to adapt and thrive in the 21st century. That is why we strongly endorse Gavin Buckley for mayor of Annapolis. The Annapolis Police Department announced the indictment of 22 Annapolis-area opiate dealers. The Annapolis Opiate Initiative spanned six months and involved Annapolis detectives working undercover to make controlled purchases from drug dealers. There were nine that were immediately arrested, including a 16-year-old male from Annapolis. There are seven that are still at large, all from Annapolis or Glen Burnie. One is already in the Department of Juvenile Services custody, but not yet served, and that is a 17-year-old male from Annapolis, and five others are still wanted by police and have not been served, nor have they been arrested. The 20th annual tug-of-war was yesterday in Eastport, and once again, Eastport came out victorious 4-3. to three. For those that are not aware, the tug-of-war is a giant rope that's strung across Annapolis Harbor with Annapolis City proper, tugging on one side, and the rogues from Eastport on the other side tugging as well. It's a fearsome competition that started in 1998 when the State Highway Administration closed the bridge for repairs and Eastport seceded from Annapolis. Over the last 20 years, they have raised more than half a million dollars for local nonprofits. This year, funds raised will go to the Back Creek Conservancy, the Bernie House, and the Eastport Volunteer Fire Department. And how the heats bore out, the 4th Street bars were victorious over the Annapolis bars. BB&T Bank was victorious over Navy. Dome Chartering was victorious over Annapolis Elementary PTA. Costello's Comrades, featuring Jamie Costello from ABC2, was victorious over Eastport Yacht Club. Prince George's County Fire Department, Interlopers, Invaders, were victorious over our own Eastport Volunteer Fire Department. You guys need to get your act together. 12 Labors CrossFit versus Foundation Fitness, Labors CrossFit won that. And Annapolis versus Women Against Violence, they came out victorious as well. This is Maryland. The weather can be nearly unpredictable. We've got George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis to sort it all out. Hey everyone, this is George from DMV Weather. Here's your Annapolis forecast for Monday, November 6th. Today will be a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde day with warm temps early, followed by falling afternoon and evening temps behind a cold front that will move through the area in the p.m. hours. And we'll shift our winds to the northwest and will become a bit breezy later tonight and in the overnight hours as we get some showers and possibly even some thunderstorms later. For today specifically, we forecasted a target high temp on our website of 70 degrees for both downtown Annapolis and BWI Airport as temps never really went down overnight last night and warm air continues to move in from the west to southwest ahead of the cold front. 
Temps overnight tonight will be in the 45 to 50 degree range across all of Anne Arundel County, but cold air will continue to steadily filter into the region and will set the stage for our coolest stretch of weather in the Annapolis area in several months. And along with this major cool down, in which high temps will only be 50 to 55 degrees all week, with possibly only 40s for highs on Friday and Saturday, rain will be in the mix daily today through Thursday due to today's cold front, which will linger for a few days to our south as a stationary front and will allow various waves of clouds and moisture to move through the region. One thing to keep in mind in addition to the rain and cooler temps this week is this. We will almost definitely experience our first freeze of the season by the end of the week as temps look like they'll get below 32 degrees for Annapolis and all of Anne Arundel County. So start to plan now and take action sooner versus later to protect any vegetation that is susceptible to frost and freeze conditions. Finally, not a huge surprise as it seems like this next scenario is effectively a weekly deal at this point, but if you're in downtown Annapolis, look for minor flooding conditions in the city dock area, especially today, maybe through about 9 or 10 p.m. tonight, and even tomorrow. Nothing like a couple of weeks ago when moderate flooding occurred and city dock was covered and Compromise Street was closed, but definitely some coverage of the parking area in the city dock location specifically. Okay, that's it for us today. Be sure to download our free app by searching for DC MDVA Weather in your app store. And also be sure to follow us 24-7, 365 on our website at dmvweather.com or on social media via Twitter or Facebook. This is George Young of DMV Weather with your Annapolis forecast. Make it a great week. And remember, whatever the weather out there, have fun and be safe. Rams Head on Stage is that awesome venue in the heart of downtown Annapolis where no seat is more than 48 feet from the stage. Big time names in a small town joint. On November 11th, John Lodge, guitarist and lead singer for the Moody Blues, makes his debut at Ramshead. Following that, Sawyer Fredericks, the winner of the eighth season of The Voice, takes the stage on the 11th. Iconic rocker David Crosby makes a return to Annapolis for two intimate shows on November 27th and again on December 1st. And a little taste of honey on the 12th at Maryland Hall with Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass. And if you want to yuck it up a bit, the legendary comedy of Paula Poundstone is back in town once again on the 1st of December. And back over at Maryland Hall, that 70s band, Air Supply, will fill the hall with their hits on November 20th. Tickets for these and all of their shows are available at ramsheadonstage.com or if you find yourself in downtown Annapolis, the box office is adjacent to the Ramshead Tavern located at 33 West Street. If you're looking for local sports, it's right here, right now on the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Hey guys, Kevin here with your Monday edition of Ion Sports, and we're jumping into a varsity football rivalry week action where Southern was at North County. North County won 37 to 0. Annapolis was at Broadneck. Broadneck won 40 to 18. Old Mill was at South River. Old Mill won 42 to 28. Meade was at Glen Burnie. Meade won 39 to 20. Chesapeake was at Northeast for the Dina Bowl. My Cougars won 17 to 0. And Severna Park was at Arundel. Arundel won 40 to 20. Over to Varsity Boys Soccer Playoff action, where Chesapeake was at James Bennett. James Bennett won 2-0. South River was at Leonardtown. Leonardtown won 1-0. Meade was at Severna Park, which ended with Severna Park advancing on penalty kicks. Chesapeake Science was at CMIT. Chesapeake Science won 2-1. And Old Mill was at Severna Park. Severna Park won 2-0.
And finally, after going undefeated in conference play throughout the regular season, Navy women's soccer lost in the final round of the Patriot League championships to Bucknell 3-2. That's all I got for you today. I'm Kevin. This has been your Eye on Sports. They say opinions are like, here we are with a dose of opinion for you. Well, here we are. Another four years has passed and the voters of Annapolis are set to make their choice for the nine people that they have chosen to run the city for the next four years. What started out as a small local election has really taken on the scepter of something much larger, something akin to a national election. Some people have said that Washington is watching, that Annapolis is some sort of a bellwether for the midterm elections next year. And to that, to use a favorite term of Doug Burkhart of Preserve Annapolis Now, I say, pig's arse. While dirty politics, big money, deceit, and many lost friendships have all found their way into the Annapolis election this year, we need to keep in mind that we are still a very, very small town in a very, very small state. We are certainly not a microcosm of America and certainly not with a two-to-one Democratic voter registration. The Democrats lost the mayor's seat last time around because of a mayor that stood on the wrong side of a development project or two. Ironically, one of the developments is now being built, the former faucets, and it may actually be bigger than the one proposed in 2013. Crystal Spring changed names and is called Providence Point, and likely with the scaled-back version, will move forward early this year. But in this election, the Democrats seem poised to take back City Hall. Gavin Buckley has a groundswell of support from the bottom on up, and it was so large that it lifted him high above Senator John Astle. I had picked Buckley to win the primary, but certainly not by the numbers that he did. And his win at all was a surprise to many who should have known better and never underestimate any political opponent. Much less Buckley, who has shown such tenacity and success in rebuilding West Street. The Capitol newspaper has endorsed him, and in a fatal twist of irony, it appears that Republican County Executive Steve Shu and Delegate Nick Kipke may have sunk Republican Mayor Mike Panaliti's campaign, along with those of every other Republican buying for a seat on the Annapolis City Council. The Democrats had decided early to invoke the Michelle Obama stance of, when they go low, we go high, and it appears to have worked. Shu and Delegate Kipke have funded a PAC called Preserve Annapolis Now, which is targeting Buckley and Ward 1 Democrat Ellie Tierney with negative ads and mailers. The mayor has called for them to stop, but honestly, I think this train has left the station, and you do know that trains take a very long time to stop. We will see. Strange things can happen in the world of politics in a heartbeat. We saw that in 2013 here in Annapolis when incumbent Josh Cohen lost to some newcomer named Mike Panalides who wanted to sweep the city clean. We saw it in 2014 here in Maryland when Lieutenant Governor Anthony Brown was the shoe-in. And God knows we saw it last year in Washington with the election of Donald Trump as President of the United States. Here in Annapolis, we'll know the answer tomorrow night, probably about 9 p.m. And speaking of tomorrow... I don't care what side of the fence you're on. Go and vote. The current mayor won by 59 votes. 17 votes separated two candidates in the Ward 4 primary. And this is a tight race all the way around. It may seem cliche, but every vote does count. Don't squander yours. Go and vote. If you need to know where to vote, head over to annapolis.gov. Or if you have your sample ballot in the mail, the address is on the back cover in a yellow box. But seriously go vote. And after you're done that, make sure you catch this week's episode of the Maryland Crabs podcast. 
We're going to be talking to many folks during the election day, voters, candidates. We will be at the election parties for both mayoral candidates, and we will have the first sit-down interviews with both the winner and the loser of the election. This episode will drop on Thursday at noon, so make sure you download it. So there you have it, democracy in action. Now go forth and cast ye vote for the best candidate in thy ward. And that's what I've been thinking today. Thanks for listening to the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief. If you like what you heard, make sure to tell your friends and colleagues about it. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find much more. Be sure to check out our other weekly podcast, The Maryland Crabs. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at noon. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.